So if I know that I can connect someone who knows how to structure a virtual event where they can turn six, 700 people that show up to an event into a seven figure day, that's what I want to do. Sure. So there's a couple of contexts here. Um, that would basically be either a direct referral or, or deal brokering would be another way to, to think of it. But I'll give a couple scenarios and then we'll figure out which aligns best with what you were saying. But I Charles Bird, welcome to the show. Welcome to Become Your Own Superhero Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, it was already a pleasure for me to be here, um, but that has heightened ever since I discovered something that exists on the internet. Recorded about six plus years ago, and it involves you doing a rap about a mastermind. Would you care to enlighten the audience uh, about what exactly was going on there? <laughs> well, for one, a bit of backstory. I played in a band for 15 years with my brother. Um, and I also like shooting and producing videos just for my own entertainment from travels like, uh, like uh, Saturday I fly to Zurich and then Croatia and, and, Munich and then San Diego, so I'll shoot a video. But anyway, that was one of the very first mastermind events I'd ever gone to, like ever, maybe one the weekend before and then that one. And so I wanted to capture that event and experience. And uh, I, I like applying creativity to things. So I, I threw that together and um, it's actually still mildly entertaining. <laughs> Not mildly, it is very entertaining. Uh, uh, it really resonated with me because it's, and it's on your YouTube channel as well, which will give people an opportunity. Um, I know you haven't posted a huge amount on there, but it's worthwhile uh, investigating. And I'd be willing to bet, um, Charles, with what you do for work, which we'll get into in a second, I reckon you've, I reckon you've developed business or, or um, made money from that vulnerability and that, that experience. Am I right? Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, just approaching the world the way you actually want to genuinely, uh, attracts people that are that way as well. Um, so by showing far more of your colors than, than most people might. And, and that in itself was an evolution because I, um, came from a, a 15 years in a corporate background where you tend to not show all of your uh, colors. So, um, in any case, it I, I decided to do it more and more then, and then coming into the online space, um, I was very intrigued by how vulnerable entrepreneurs are. They will gladly tell you of their failures so you can avoid them. Where corporate cultures sweep those under the rug as tidily as possible, I just embraced that and. And over time, um, you know, you, as you transition to becoming an entrepreneur, um, you're finding your footing and, and so forth, uh, and your your voice and message and unique ability and and ultimately your superpowers. And so, in that journey, you you find more and more of your footing to express yourself on the way. Yeah, and I think. Uh... 
the three years that I've been in this, well, four really as an entrepreneur, the, the, and I came from a corporate background. I used to do sales and then technology recruitment as well. So that was very stuffy. And I used to have a boss who was a, a an Englishman who learned his trade in London. He was very posh and, you know, forced us to wear a tie and stuff and, and stifled my own creativity. Now, I don't blame him for that. It was just the, the, the decision, the, the choice that I made with the career path. And isn't it the most liberating experience when you finally step out into this entrepreneurial space where you really are reporting only to yourself and you can tell anyone to get stuffed, which for me is one of the great reasons that I'm an entrepreneur because I'm completely unemployable these days. Oh, yeah, it, it is a night and day uh, upgrade to to life. Now, I enjoyed many of my corporate years and uh, toward the end, I, I actually had a manager that loved the creativity and I created uh, like I worked 15 years in in a at a billion dollar software company and and by the end I'd created like TV shows and uh, would create enterprise-wide commercials and and interviews and so started building in that um, creative more fun side to it and and had a fortunately a manager that supported that um, and then coming into the online space, it it is wide open. You can uh, operate in whatever niche, in whatever way uh, you're seeking to provide value. And um, just the experiences, satisfaction, quality of life, um, the people you're surrounding yourself with who are always um, challenging and expanding the way you think and what you believe is possible. Uh, it, it's intoxicating in the in the best way. And you evolve and turn into uh, over time just a more evolved advanced um, person who's able to provide so much value in a condensed window of time because of those expertise honed over years and spending time with people that are out doing enormous things in the world it, it rubs off i want to get into more of what you do specifically and if you're getting to this if you just started listening or watching this podcast and you're like hurry up lab and get to the good stuff because the, the the audience that i have for the people that have heard previous interviews it is slightly more long form and people are trying to condense stuff down because of attention spans i really don't know that i'll ever shift from what i'm doing now because i think it's important to take the time to get to to understand where people come from you and i have a, a love of running and i know that in previous discussions, you've spoken about how cathartic it is for you and, and part of your uh, managing your stress and a number of other things. But in terms of what you do, you are a super duper connector or a super connector. Is there another way to describe what you're doing these days that I haven't heard about? Uh, yeah, that definitely a super connector who specializes in uh, helping businesses get in front of more of their ideal clients, leveraging other people's audiences. So joint venture promotions, joint venture partnerships, which is all built around creating amazing relationships and having a strong network. Yeah, I could give a little backstory into that transition out of corporate straight into to what I do today, and then we can dig into that uh, wherever you would like. Yeah, you better, you better, because there's people that won't have ever heard of you and, and they need to know about you. So go, go for it. Sure. So spent 15 years in the Silicon Valley, director at a billion dollar software company. 
I left to get a taste of the entrepreneurial freedom I read about in books. I started with a low ticket productivity course and being new to the online space, didn't, have, didn't yet have a list or connections. So I started going to a lot of events and connecting with people online and quickly found my new peer group of entrepreneurs already had my ideal clients in their communities. So um, started setting up presentations to other people's audiences, delivering a high value training and offering the deeper dive course and started growing the list quickly, making sales, making a positive impact. So I thought, since this is working, what if I take my IT and systems background and simplify and systematize the entire joint venture process, which I did. And eventually people wondered how I book two to six joint venture promotions to other people's audiences every week for my own offers. And I was at a mastermind in Aspen and my phones blowing up with texts and messenger messages, people knocking on the room door going, how the hell do you book so many of these? So I decided to put together my first high ticket event called Pure JV, helping businesses scale through joint venture partnerships. And that's the market I've been serving ever since. The framework for doing that is helping them create a unique JV strategy for their product and market, help them identify their most profitable partners, show them how to connect to those partners through warm channels. My favorite part, how to guide the conversations to land the deals frequently in as little as 20 minutes, operationally how to execute those deals along with turning each one into two or three more. And eight of my clients within a year of our work added 1.25 to 6 million in additional revenue through partnerships. And uh, uh, one of my clients two weeks ago did 500K in a weekend. Another one a month ago did 2 million in a weekend. Um, one of my clients who I'll be hanging out with in Croatia next week, Chance Welton, he uh, just was on stage at VCon with Gary V because now he has a system and framework for building relationships, getting booked on stages. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's, it's all built around connecting with people, listening to what they're trying to accomplish, helping them achieve that by being supportive of it while lining up bigger opportunities for everyone involved. Can I clarify? It's brilliant, by the way, Charles. Um, when you say businesses, you're including like solopreneurs as well in terms of the JVs. It's not just big corporates or big blue Oh, for sure. Yeah, them. yeah, exactly. And, and this works across from, from brand new and, and uh, you know, green to massive companies. It, it, the principle is simple. It's who already has your ideal clients in their communities how can we connect with those folks, provide value, and uh, tee up partnerships? So I know that all of the, the JVs that you're planning or, or connecting people with are based on an ideally a win-win scenario. I had a question around when is the time to take a slice or charge for introductions as, and as an events that might take place because of connections that you've made? When is the time to charge? When is the time to just put it out to the law of reciprocity and let it do its thing? Like when would it be appropriate to seek introductions? Well, I'll give you an example. So uh, 200 plus episodes of the podcast now, Charles, and most of them are well-known people in this entrepreneurial space or they're selling authors. And I've been doing it three years now. So the no like and trust component has 
had enough time to foster. And I've met other people in the online marketing space that I know can help people in the entrepreneurial space with these high ticket offers as well. The people that are connected to Russell Brunson and Myron Golden and Dan Henry and these guys. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm like you in many ways. I'm a super duper connector. I'm still in my infancy of it though, where I need to try and make sure that the energy expended is, is worthwhile. And I suppose giving without expectation is something that I try and do. But when I introduce someone that might be able to go in and make money with someone, how do I know when to charge and when just to make the introduction? Oh, yeah, got it. A very uh, good question. Um, and you're probably about as far into your journey as it took me to figure out the answer to that question because I was connecting people the whole time but didn't have a framework to monetize that appropriately. Uh, so it's actually relatively straightforward. So for one, that giving without expectation is a, a good trait to have and you should definitely keep that. Um, so as I'm interacting with different folks and, you know, each of us has different specialties, um, if you're coming across uh, the, the type of people that would be a, a great fit for them on, let's say with enough frequency to be relevant, uh, it, it's perfectly fine to propose something like this. I, I'm not up on what you're core offer is, but uh, if you could give me the 20 seconds on what that is, and I'll give you an example. Okay, so I'm, I know, and I'm very connected to people that teach people how to, to run six and seven figure um, virtual events, days or challenge challenges, right? Yeah. The people that I'm connecting them to are people that have large audiences that don't have a, a high ticket offer or, or have much lower ticket and there's you know some of these incredible speak uh, people that i meet that are incredibly successful actually don't have a lot of money and i won't name any names but it's i'm sure you've experienced this as well how Definitely. people sort of portray themselves and like what you you bust and so i want to i want to help these people that, that want help and so if i know that i can connect someone who knows how to structure a virtual event where they can turn six, 700 people that show up to an event into a seven figure day. That's what I want to do. Sure. So there's a couple of contexts here. Um, that would basically be either a direct referral or, or deal brokering would be another way to, to think of it, but I'll give a couple scenarios and then we'll figure out which aligns best with what you were saying. But I have a whole network of people with very specific skill sets. My client, Nick Bradley is an exit expert. Um, and has done deals as big as 1.2 billion and acquired over 160 companies, exited 30 plus. So wow. anyone I'm talking to, um, and, and by the way, through our work, help, have helped him 10X that business in about eight months. Um, so anyone I'm talking to that is growing a company and makes any reference to an exit or frequently I'll ask, are, are you building this up for an, a potential exit? Um, the second they express interest in that, I bring up Nick and I offer an intro to Nick. Uh, last week, Nick PayPal'd me a commission because um, I'm constantly sending him leads and we have an agreement in advance that the people he's closing, there's a commission on. I've sent him 
probably 20 or 30K in commissions for the people he's sent me as referrals. So here's the trick. You agree in advance that if you send referrals, that there'll be a commission. And the, one of the ways I like to do that is, uh, you know, of course, learn about what their offer is and what they're up to and say, hey, I do a lot of JVs. I go to a lot of events. Would you like me to keep my ear to the ground for people that are looking for, for what you have? Are, are, would you be interested in getting referrals? Now, no one's going to say no to that. And then you ask, so I'm curious, do you have a, a referral system or, or program in place? Um, and it's meant to be a little bit leading question. A, they do, and they will tell you what it is. B, they don't, and you go, oh, well, maybe we could talk about one that would make sense for both of us. Are you interested in that? And they will say yes to it. Um, and anyone who doesn't, which is going to be very rare, is is quite clueless, and you likely wouldn't want to work with them anyway. Yeah, yeah, good go. So basically, it, it's simply having that upfront conversation that I interact with a lot of your ideal clients. Would you be interested in me offering connections where I see they could be a good fit? Do you have a referral program? Great, and. And also, it's it's telling what their referral program is. So um, when it's like a direct referral to, well, I'll, I'll go backwards and lay this out. So when you talk about commission structures, if something's like a, a purely digital kind of program that don't take a lot of effort to fulfill, we'll have a 40 to 50% commission. Let's say you have some type of group program where there is personalized attention um, that would have to 25 to 30 plus percent commission. And then one-on-one -on -one work tends to be a 10% commission. So if I'm sending someone to Nick, he's going to work with them one-on-one, -on -one, that will be uh, a 10% commission. Or you can be a little more generous and you'll find even though money's can't, it shouldn't ever be the motivator, but you will find if you're, uh, like I gave a woman a referral uh, a couple months ago and she just sent me 5k for the intro because she landed them. That's going to get my attention where I had two other commissions sent to me that were like 500 bucks or, you know, that's cool. Can take the family out to dinner a couple times, mm -hmm. but the 5k, I'm going to prioritize that in the future because why mm -hmm. the hell wouldn't I? And then the other way to put it is, uh, kind of a, a, a JV brokering scenario. So um, in the scenario you laid out, if if that person has an audience, someone else is great at creating events and, and offers, it's either a partnership or they're signing up as a client of the other. But in either case, like as an example, I, I uh, tee up deals. It's not even a direct offering I have or anything, but just since I'm connecting people frequently, I'm effectively brokering deals. I'm like, you have this audience that's a perfect fit for this person's product. I will tee up uh, a JV opportunity. And if that proceeds, um, there's something called a second tier. And it means you get like 10% of the revenue that comes from that promotion because you were the conduit or gateway that actually created that opportunity for everybody. So 
of the 30 plus intros I send a week, um, I'm not, I'm certainly not trying to monetize all of them. In fact, the, the number of them that I am trying to monetize is relatively low, but they're handpicked uh, for, for where it will make the most sense and everyone's on board. And what's beautiful about it is I have like 15 or 20 people sending me referrals all damn day. I get uh, 12 to 20 referrals a week to million dollar plus businesses, hand, just hand handed ideal clients all day, but I'm also doing that for other people. So it's this network of individuals all looking out for each other because I've trained them how to do that and then encourage that they do it with a, a bunch of other people beyond me because everyone comes out way further ahead from it. That's amazing. Uh, the question that I have, Charles, is there's two of them actually. How do you manage all the introductions? They're all tracked. All of them coming and going are all tracked. How? How? Well, how do you track them? Or is so, that a trade secret? <laughs> no, no. I've I've got a couple ways, um, which I could even demo. Although in a podcast, I don't know how many people would see it well the good chunk of the audience is audio only so um do your best to visualize with your sure. methods. so we track them in in two ways and my team is fully like supporting this process it, it's it's highly systematized so all the interest coming and going keep in mind they come in through different channels they go out on different channels some are text some are messengers some are email um so having a, a system to track them as they come in and go out. Um, like, let's say I do a text intro right now, which I have just for my last call, I have two intros to, to send out. Um, I have a framework for how I send those out, usually using video and text is ideal because that's what people are gonna see. Um, response rates way higher, but I like to communicate in through the medium that they do. So if I know they're like a hardcore email person, I'll begrudgingly use email, um, where otherwise I would be using text. So if I were to send you a text intro right now, um, I would also take a screenshot of it and text it to my VA. And then she tracks it in a spreadsheet. And I also use a dynamic mind map tool called the brain that thousands and thousands of intros and relationships are tracked on with the um, all the connections, all the groups, their specialty, their region, um, and basically tracking uh, a whole array of verticals, high ticket finance, uh, live events, tracking like podcasts, who the experts are in each one of those that I'm interacting with every day. And then most of that rides around in my head but I also have it externalized so that, you know, if, if you have a new book coming out and you want to get on some podcasts, I can simply pull up a very deep list and match those up with the right fit folks. Um, so in, in summary, it's tracked through um, spreadsheets along with um, a dynamic mind map. That's really great advice. I've been, just relying i have a the approach to this point it might change after this after this podcast charles i was just like you know what i want to 
create so many powerful connections that just by the law of like compounding interest that there's just so much ridiculous value being created and maybe that's a little bit pie in the sky because now that you're putting some structure around it it's actually converting into into revenue and allows you to stay in creation zone more and, and to to focus on reinvesting in these high you know what's the most you've ever invested in a mastermind for an annual fee do you mind me asking uh probably 30 30k 30k so for people that don't haven't been involved in masterminds it might sound like a ridiculous sum and it is but it's not and you know i've i know russell brunt russell brunson recently opened up a i think he's got an, an inner, inner circle for a million a year which has got two people in it um <laughs> and it's all it's all relative to the right <laughs> yeah but i think he's just opened it up and he's got he's his his 250k went to 500 so he's in a we need 100 people in there spending i think 200 grand a year um don't quote me on these numbers but uh the significance of being around these people just just blow up and you're you're doing that organically with these joint ventures that you don't have to maybe invest for now at least that kind of money to get access to those kind of people because of the value you're providing right uh you certainly don't but is it a good idea to do it uh for sure so i'll, I'll give a, a few examples and kind of a, a thought evolution um number one that one of those very first events I'd ever gone to, actually the one that I made that little video for you referenced earlier, um, one of the one of the speakers had just come back from a group called the Genius Network, which now I'm, I'm I've been in for a while, and I'm Joe Polish. Yeah, I've been friends with Joe for six plus years, um, and uh, anyway, that was my first exposure to hearing someone pay twenty five k for a group. And at the time I wasn't making a lot of money, like I was a brand new entrepreneur. Um, and so that sounded just wild to me that people would invest that. But in reality, what it is doing, it's a screening mechanism for working and interacting with people that are already great at what they do, they're successful at what they do. And I'll, I'll just mention an evolution. I've Again, that first product way back in the day was a productivity course. It was sold for not a lot of money. And then when I um, got very good at scaling that through joint ventures and then switched to only helping people with joint ventures, um, at the time I was selling a group program. Like I, at this point, I only work one-on-one -on -one and it's quite high ticket, like 45 plus K. But... <laughs> Back then I was offering a group program at 2K and there's an evolution that occurs here. People that will invest 2K in something tend to not be very evolved in their own business journey. I'm generalizing a little bit, so don't let me yeah, offend anybody. But um, because of that, it, it tends to represent a larger amount of money for them to invest 2K. I remember the first 2K program I bought. I'm like, oh my God, it's like, like a big deal here, right? <laughs> um, but here's the thing. They actually have way less confidence in themselves. They have way less business experience. Um, and even though they may be wonderful at their craft, I'll tell you a particular story. I did a joint venture, landed a, it was to a group of psychologists, landed one 2K offer. She bought it on a Friday and by Monday she was asking for a refund, although she'd 
done absolutely nothing. Um, and then, so jump on a whole nother call, um, offer a, a downsell to a $400 product. She buys it, she's happy. Then two days later, she demands a refund for that. And the reason is she didn't have confidence in herself. She didn't have confidence in her ability to execute something. So she was so iffy on working with someone to help her. And that experience I found so frustrating. I'd been asked to speak at a, a mastermind in Croatia, actually the one I'm flying to on Saturday. And it was like eight plus K at the time to go to that. And I made a conscious choice. I am up leveling my market. So I never have to deal with BS like this again. <laughs> yeah. um, and what happens is when you move up market and what that means is you're serving a higher level person and you're charging a lot more for it. Um, the further I move up market, the easier everything gets. So when you pay money to be in a community of only successful people, um, these are seasoned folks. They are perfectly happy to invest in themselves and their business. They take action and do exactly what you told them, which means they get skyrocketing results from what you're helping them with, um, which makes your case stories huge, which makes it way easier to land clients and you're getting referrals from one high level person to another. And there seems to be no ceiling on how high that goes. Um, like my client, Nick Bradley introduced me to Randy Garn, who has a $40 billion fund and Randy invited me to Utah and we hung out at a, a, a private, uh, a company that has 40 private jets at their event. And then he's invited me to Utah. I've teed up six investment deals for him. He's exploring becoming a client. Um, and, uh, these folks, like I've, I offer a high ticket thing and they're like, how refreshing your prices are so low. This is going to be wonderful. Um, and, and they dive in and do exactly what you say. As an example, Todd Hartley, who Tony Robbins hired to train all of his sales teams for every one of his companies, how to increase conversion using video in their sales process. It worked so well for Tony that now he has him present in business mastery every six weeks in front of 30,000 people. Todd was referred over, hired me, lined up six JVs in the first month. Each of them are delivering over 125K in revenue. So we'll do at, at least half a million just in the first two or three months. Um, and he's sending me referrals to all the top people in his network, including the woman who curates the speakers for Tony's event. Um, noting that Tony's program's awesome, but it's, it's missing something. He's never referred anyone to do that before. Um, so point being like, as you ascend your network consciously and your offer is in accordance, A, you're getting compensated way better. B, you're making a way bigger impact because most of these people have large communities and audiences. So by supporting them to be more successful, you're reaching tens of thousands, if not millions of people through these other leaders. Um, so it's a, an amplified ripple effect. You're compensated better. I can sell a, a 35 or 45 K offer much easier than a two K offer dramatically mm -hmm. easier because again, these folks have the, the funding to do it. They make decisions quickly and they take action.
Um, I'm generalizing a bit, but but yes. No, I get where you where you're coming from, and I, I watched that interview with Todd. I actually know Todd. I met him through a networking group called the Selfless Givers, and they had a, have had an opportunity to to spend some time with him um, with his Wirebuzz company, which is uh, he's an amazing dude. Um, Charles, how can people get a hold of you? Sure. Well, you can pop over to charlesbird.com, B-Y-R-D. Uh, it's got more info about what I do. I think it's got one of my Genius Network or other talks on there. And there's a, a contact form in there. Or if they're buddies with you, you, they can hit you up and you can do a warm intro. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to screenshot it and send it to my VA that doesn't exist yet. And I'm going to put it on the brain as well, wherever it's called. Yeah, you're Charles, intention. I like it. <laughs> well, I think what we might need to do, uh, the, the environment in which this podcast was recorded was not um, the best to, in order to extract all the juice. So I think what we might need to do, sir, is have you back. Um, maybe edit in person, uh, where, however we can make that happen. Um, but for now, do you have any concluding thoughts for our audience? Yeah, number one, um, take time to develop relationships because um, it, it ends up being really the most valuable thing. If, if you look at what's valuable in life at all, uh, it's relationships with yourself, with your family, with your network, uh, life's far more satisfying uh, and rewarding and the opportunities are much bigger when you have developed strong relationships. And it, it doesn't even have to be a, a, a time suck to do it. It's, it's simply listening to what people are up to, finding ways to be supportive and, and helpful. Um, like for me, I do that through a lot of introductions or tidbit input on strategy, like if you took this to this other market, they'd be happy to pay three times more for it. Like just little insights or like if they're doing a membership model, have you checked out Stu McLaren or the membership guys? You're just there to be supportive. Um, so take time to develop relationships consciously. Uh, a little tip on how to do that. If someone comes to mind, just ping them, send them a text. Hey, Laban, thinking about you. Curious how, uh, what you're up to. I know you're traveling. Where are you at? Um, anyway, just wanted to say hi, or you pop to mind because I, I talked to someone who would be a perfect guest for your show or an ideal client, and then tee up those connections um, and maintain them over time. Because the opposite of that is hitting people up when you need something, and that's called super annoying and dumb. So, <laughs> build a relationship over time where they'll be happy to bend over backwards because you've been looking out for them the whole time yeah wonderful advice ladies and gentlemen charles bird hey if you enjoyed this episode and you haven't subscribed or given the show a rating make sure you go to your favorite platform whether it be youtube rumble or any of the audio ones available and uh take the time to review it honestly as well if you think this show's garbage give it a zero star give it a one star but if you and like it give it a review that it, that it deserves and then share it with someone that you really care about thank you for tuning into the become your own superhero podcast this is labor ditchburn signing out